Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson And thanks to you, you the listener Only one, we've only only got one Only one of them Who has bought our pretty shit house to be honest uh, T-shirts, stubby holders, coffee mugs And basically is keeping us alive I'm still yet to get one, Ralph Do you want one? Well, yes All right Because surely if you model with it, you should get one. Surely. That's it. Hello, Samantha Riches. And it's finally happened. It's Swanee and Friends without Swanee. I know. We're just going to call it Swanee's Friends today because we're all Swanee's friends, aren't we? He's not here to say no. I was going to say he'd pump us (laughs) off pretty quick if he was here. Uh, So so we, we put it out there. Mystery, former Collingwood player. Yes. Hello, Georgie Parker. <laughs> One superstar, brown, uh, Swanee, to to another Collingwood hero. Well, I'm getting a bit emotional, actually, because this time <laughs> last year, we actually started this podcast, edition one, and there was a... With, with hopes in mind to get me on, on air. Absolutely. Sort of, That's yeah, it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Dreams do come true, kids. But, but the only other ex-Collingwood player we've ever had also played a few games for Collingwood, but we're just, by court order, not allowed to say his name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you sort of qualify that sort Perfect. of handful of games Perfect. for the pies. Yes, that's me. Hey, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So, thanks for having me. So I'll, I'll just get straight into this. Go this, for it. This, Absolutely. This set you up here, uh, but I'm just a bit worried your Wikipedia page is up to, is it's, it's outdated, isn't it? I looked at it briefly. Too. <laughs> so, 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 just tell me this: Do you live in Perth? No. Right. <laughs> Here's a start. Did you play a hundred international hockey ruse games? I played over hundred. Over yes, 100? I yeah. did. Okay. That one's Good. correct. Tick. Did you win a Commonwealth Games gold medal for the hockey ruse? Yes, I'm a hero. Yeah. <laughs> did yes. you bring it with you? No. I, <laughs> I feel like that's something Dane would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are you an Olympian and made the quarterfinals at Rio? Yes, I did. That's a sore spot, though. Right. Well, we'll get to all that. So, just we're just checking facts here at the minute. Yep. So, did you play for Collingwood <laughs> AFLW? I did. Did you play three games? I, yeah, I did. Then I broke my foot. So, that's, I'm going to go with a. Oh, so, you are Dane. I am Dane. I broke my foot and couldn't uh, run around again. 
So like, let's go with write that. Write the scorecard uh, in golf, Georgie. There's no room to draw pictures. You played three games. Doesn't matter what the issues were. Um, is your height four foot eight, 142 <laughs> centimetres? Because that's what it see, says. See, this is a running dro- joke with uh, with some listeners on SEN. I I changed my um age. I didn't. I don't know. I'm computer illiterate, but. I got some of my friends to change my age on there yep. and uh, I said that on air and now my height and age keeps changing. <laughs> sometimes I'm 40, sometimes I'm 30, sometimes I'm 6 foot 10, sometimes I'm 4 10. So it depends what you want to go with. So I was actually speaking at a um, at a function and a guy's like, oh, you know, you've done so much and you're only 27. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm 27. Absolutely, yeah. as you can tell by yeah. the, by the touch skin my on my My face forehead. is not moving. <laughs> Because I'm young, of course. Absolutely. Not the Botox. Oh, oh, young. To be 27. To have 27-year-old skin. To have a two in front of my name. Especially like with, with our um, bronzed skin that we have at the moment, it would be good to have youthful bronzed yeah, skin. Yeah, exactly. Not haggard. Yeah, we, we're, we spend a lot of time in the sun, the two of us. Yeah. But just bronze, not, not fake tanned. Oh, I haven't faked tanned since year 12 formal, which I <laughs> highly regret. <laughs> Have you been accused of fake tanning in the past? All the time. Right. All the time. Yeah, but right. I so haven't. Pure tanning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I right. spend what, too much time in the sun. What is your background then for your skin to pick up that colour? I genuinely don't know. Mm. I'd l- South Australian bogan? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to do a DNA test to yeah. see uh, to see what, um, I won't say what I was about to say, but yeah, so not sure. No. Not sure. I, I got very sunburnt in um, Sydney the other morning and a lot of people that walk past you, why do f- people have to be captain fucking idiots when they walk past and go, oh, my God, you're so sunburnt. Oh, well, fucking like, dirt. no shit. Oh, no I sh- can't feel my skin fucking burning. It's, it's like those people when it's 40 degrees. Oh, geez, it's hot, isn't it? Oh, shut fucking no shit. Like, yeah. shut up with the, like, oh, I know. I get it. And then people look at me and go, oh, you're going to peel. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not because this will be brown by the morning. No, it won't because you're blonde. All right, no, you know my heritage better than me. Go on, you go. Fucking every man and his dog just likes to pop in and go, oh, we better put some aloe vera on that. Oh, thanks. I've lived in Australia most of my life. I've never known how to cope from sunburn, but thank you, sir. I'm off to the chemist. If you want to do yourself a, a, a good favour, go sure. and look up on YouTube The Greatest Durs of History with Eric Banner from Full Frontal. <laughs> really? It is so funny. On it's the list. like, yeah, it's like just super inappropriate moments where people are just pointing out the obvious. Just one. Oh, like, for example, this little kid's at his grandparents' funeral and <laughs> he's getting comforted and someone comes, he goes, oh, but grandma's never coming home and Eric Banner runs up and goes, oh, well, duh. <laughs> It it is called The Greatest Durs of History. Go and look it up. It's so funny. There's one to look at. Mine was, uh, so you can't make this up, on now, Honeymoon 2002, the the year is significant. We're on top of the Empire (laughs) State Building looking downtown to where the World Trade Centre was Mm -hmm. a year before. Yes. And this woman goes, why is everyone looking that way? And they go, well, that's where the World Trade Centre was. Oh, and what happened there? <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> Would she? Now, I know there's some people who don't like reading the papers a lot, but I reckon that's next level. Is she serious? <laughs> if 14 months after... You're in New York. <laughs> you're the dust do it literally is floating around so. the air. I think so. <laughs> oh, 
And she was told, and she goes, "What's wrong with people?" Oh, it was an English word. And she goes, "Oh." Can you imagine? Was she married or anything? Can you so, imagine being that woman's <laughs> husband? I would be mortified about how stupid she is. Is she? Was she? What was her accent? Was she English? British. Fantastic. So, uh, uh, Queen of the most. The kicker that I'll take to my grave was when she was told, "Oh, that's terrible, love." <laughs> Yeah, it probably was. Oh, oh we'll do wow. it. <laughs> There's your well do. Wow. <laughs> but well do moments on YouTube. See, we're here to help yeah. on the Swanee and Friends pod. So you, you're straight through the semifinals here, Georgie. Yeah, great. And need, need also, Sam, we just need to check. Oh, actually, before I do this quiz, have you got a name drop or something you want to just bring to the table early? Well, I had a couple over the last few days, yeah. actually. I, I Actually, my first one was at the Sevens. I didn't know who this person what was. What is the Sevens, please? I'm in Melbourne. Really. Oh, Rugby Sevens. So Come what on. have you been doing there? Sydney Sevens, so the World Seven Series is like a tournament that happens around the world every year. Those yeah. guys and girls live the dream. They play oh a three-day tournament all around the world. All around the world. Yeah, it's I unreal. I can't remember how many stops there. There might be like – Ten or something. Twelve, yeah. yeah. Our Aussie girls are fucking weapons. They're probably our best sporting team at the moment. They're just unstoppable. Um, but I got to interview someone who – I didn't know beforehand. Now I know. We're friends on Instagram. His name's Brian Habana, and apparently he's some fucking superstar in the world of rugby league. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, rugby union and rugby sevens. And I introduced him, and the crowd was relatively quiet. And I, and I kind of briefed him beforehand. It's a bit of a dull quiet, so don't, uh, dull crowd. So don't worry if they're not very loud when I say your name, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here, and I almost didn't pause because I didn't think there'd be an applause. And I said, South African rugby legend Brian Habana. Brian, welcome. And the crowd went fucking bonkers. So after I got off, I quickly looked up who he was <laughs> and realised he'd done a bit in the sport, which was awesome. So I haven't made that mistake before today because um, today I'm interviewing a knight, Sir Ian Botham. Botham. Pick that up, please, George. Oh, with the name that she just dropped. Yes, Sir yeah, Ian yeah. Botham. I'm, I'm predicting we'll be great friends afterwards. I've got really important questions to ask, like um, how do you keep your armour shiny? Because I'm predicting he's going to wear his armour, right? That's it. Knights wear armour. Hey, do you reckon he's heard that? I don't think so. I think I'll probably be the first person to ask him. You can follow up and ask Georgie Parker if she's ever been called Georgie Parker. <laughs> or will do. <laughs> what do you reckon? How many times have people got you? Daily. 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 Yeah. I get it. It's coming. It's it's kind of the, the audience needs to be the right age bracket. Kids nowadays don't get it. Right. And so if yeah, I drop that when I'm at schools and stuff. Yeah, when I wa- go to schools and speak and things because, you know, I just am there to unite and inspire the Absolutely. coming generation. Woman of the people. <laughs> But when I um I'm in schools, I try to do that, and I'm like, I've got to stop doing that one because they just like crickets, and no one gets it. Uh, but I get it daily. I get like messages about her scoliosis. I've got scoliosis too. I'm like, okay, thank you for the tweet. But and on her birthday, I get an influx, and I mean, she I don't look old, but I don't look fifty. No, but apparently she gets it as well. With um, oh sporting. really? Yeah, they get the joke. Great yeah, job for the you know, bars. I'm a fucking hero. So. You know, they get Would it. You, uh, so you haven't met her? No, I've not met oh. her. I'd love to do a little role switch with her one day. Yeah, just rock up fun to work. Rock, can't be that hard to go on home and away. No, surely not. <laughs> nah. So with uh, Ian Botham, so Ian Botham, so what, Ian Botham. what's the plan of attack here, please? Well, the great thing about this interview is yeah. it's um, at Lamaro's in South Melbourne and it's kind of predicting a room full of men and they're actually opening the floor to Q&A. So I'm just going to give a brief overview of his career and like lead him into some stories obviously was the legend of 81 in that ashes test he was 
pretty much written off as the captain and then he won the country back over again. So I'll kind of just try and lead him into those stories because individual moments, people, when you got Q&A at the end of something, people like to ask themselves and no doubt doesn't matter how good your interview goes, someone will have some random questions. So I'm, these ones are pretty um, easy, especially with people like Sir Ian because he's had such a decorated career. Do you career. have to call him Sir Ian? I'm unsure. I will clarify that beforehand because <laughs> I don't want to fuck that up because yeah. he could tell the Queen and then I'd be in big trouble, you know? Or beefy. Correct, beefy. Yeah. I just want to make sure somewhere I'm on, in the I'll try I'll so, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, he's he's great because he's had such a a broad career in cricket and then obviously off field in the charity work that he's done, which is why he received um, the knighthood and also um, he's into winemaking, which is why I think it's going to be at Lamaris because they've got a great um, wine cellar there as well. So he's got so much that I've got to cover in forty five minutes, and people like him that have been in the media for so long, you can. Sometimes just say one word questions, yes. and so so tell me about this, and they go for a long time. So it's going to be. I'm really excited, and every all the research I've done about him, he's kind of the Dane of his time. Really, he, he's he was known <laughs> as one of the lads, and he didn't really give a fuck, and he no, he was notorious for um, believing that the media weren't really uh, like one of his teammates wrote that the media must have written that when it was raining because they had nothing else to do. Like that, he didn't yeah. really take the media very seriously. So he's a bit of a larrikin and a lot of his time, but brilliant at what he did. So Have you got Ian Chappell on your list? I haven't, but okay. I will. Put Ian Chappell on your list. Okay. Hates him with a passion. Right. Hates him. Okay. Yeah. And Murph Hughes is going to be there as well. And I know that he um, – one of his biggest um, achievements on the cricket field was against Murph Hughes. So nice. I'm excited to see no, how he's that He's very good. I've seen him in a few of those environments. What's the most famous person you've, you've met, uh, Georgie? Come on, name drop time. Oh, the Queen. Have you? Yeah. Well, I want to meet the Queen. Prince Harry. The boys, the boys don't get it here. I think was it Peter Moody that had met the Queen and I was really yeah. excited and Dane and Ralph didn't care. Prince Harry? Shut up. <laughs> Prince Will? Stop. <laughs> On different occasions as well, so it's not just the, oh, the one man. Not Prince I, I reckon William. you get a pull up before you get to Philip, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need, a, no, don't need to meet him. It's all right. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. mind meeting Philip. So where is this, Commonwealth Games? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, fantastic, yeah, it's pretty cool. And Harry, and how, so how, Harry, Harry was looking, re- looking really like flat to be there, and I'm like, and I you can that. imagine, <laughs> yeah, probably, and you can imagine, like, and I think we just beaten England because again, you know, we're national treasures and we do that. And um, <laughs> and uh, he was looking really flat, and he was having a photo with a bunch of like the English girls, and I just yell out, "Oh, happy up, Harry! It's not that bad." <laughs> Which it must have been because he's now quit. So it might have actually been you. that bad. You just you made him realise. You know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. No. So and then the queen. The queen. I apparently you're not meant to touch. I don't know the protocol of meeting royals, right? You're, you're not meant to touch the queen. No. That's, and I'm sitting there. Much. I'm there. I've got an ice pack on my knee because I've just finished the game and I've got thongs on. Oh no. With her, I had a shoelace. My shoes weren't even done up when I met her, <laughs> rocking up out oh, yeah. there. And my mum's mortified. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's like, in well for Dane so far. <laughs> and then everyone's there going, oh, hello, hello, just nodding their head. And I just shove my hand out. Hi, I'm Georgie. <laughs> and she just <laughs> awkwardly shook my hand, really awkwardly. But <laughs> real limp, real limp fish yeah. biscuit. You know what I mean? Like bad handshake. You'd think that she'd be good at it, but no, no. And then uh, she's like, oh, okay. And then she asked me about my knee and then asked me, do they oh, have love hockey it. pitches like this in Australia? I'm like, I'm not fucking living in Uganda. Like, yes, I've got hockey pitches <laughs> like they've got in Glasgow in Australia, <laughs> you know? Did you roll back with that one? Too? No, I said, uh, oh, yes, very similar. <laughs> Oh, she's the she, dream. I love she it. She could make the world dirt world dirt list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bless her. They never came. I did 
um, covered the hockey at the Com Games here in Gold Coast. And every day we were told Prince Harry was coming and he never fucking rocked oh, up. Rude. I was disappointed. He stood me up. Stood me up. He was. I think. Um, Maybe ha- he was still shattered that last <laughs> Commonwealth Games, <laughs> some dumb hockey player <laughs> told me to happy. Told his up. grandma. <laughs> told his grandma. I shook his grandma's hand and, and told him to happy told him up. Told him to happy up. Yeah. What about what about a a um, how do I put this? Uh, a celebrity that's achieved something. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, that would rule out someone who's just born into it. A uh, celebrity. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. Because what constitutes as a celebrity, right? Mm. Uh, famous. Uh, Tim Minchin, he's pretty famous. Oh, I love Tim Minchin. I love Tim Minchin. Yeah. How did you see him? How, how and when? Um, I actually asked him to um, play at my wedding. <laughs> and he goes, if I was in Perth, I would. Really? <laughs> yeah, because he's from Perth. What would you want him to play? Something well, from Matilda? No, 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 no. Um, my what? husband's very, very cynical. And he wanted him to – there's a song that he write, writes that he's – written things and it's called um you grew on me and it's basically saying like you don't fall in love and it's like you grew on me like a tumor like a malignant melanoma that is one of the lines <laughs> and my husband wanted that as our wedding song yeah. so i went and i'm like i was asking him and he's like oh if i was in perth i would but and then um yeah he's like oh come see this show and whatever and he's very famous um what guy i mean Hang on, we got to. I can we, keep rattling them off. You can, but we, we cut long stories instead of cutting long stories short. Oh, Especially there's, a, Ralph there's a soccer player plays for Real Madrid. His name's um, Thibaut Courtois, or Thibaut Courtois, who's um, plays for Real Madrid as a goalkeeper. And I genuinely didn't know who he was. And then I found out he's one of the most famous soccer players in Belgium. How good. I didn't know that until Just, you know, I, we'll cut that bit out a bit later on. Because he's actually. <laughs> he's that? got. Google him. He won the. Best goalkeeper in the world. That's not the point. If I'm you, just saying if he's you have to very Google famous. Him here, he's not famous here. Well, he's got six million followers. Kevin mate. Bloody, <laughs> Kevin Bloody Wilson, famous That's, here. Yeah, but he's very famous around the world. Right. I didn't know it. Okay. So I mean, no. but you've opened the door. Go back. Well, there. Dane go Swan's famous here, but go over to Europe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. What constitutes you know, fame? Here. That's what we're talking here. I'm um, here in Australia because in Sydney, the amount of times that people go, "What do you do, Rara?" and I'm like, "I've got a podcast with Dane Swan." They're like. Who? Exactly. This is what I'm saying. But they know rugby. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The man of the people isn't the man of the people north of the border. Well, I think he likes to keep a low profile up there. That's where he goes to keep a low profile. Could you just explain to me how Dane could keep a low profile looking like Dane? Well, there's a lot of them in there's Sydney a lot that of them. look like. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Go to yeah. Cronulla. Yeah, covered. A big hello to everyone north of the border who does buy our shit merch because we do have a lot of yes. listeners up there, so that's how I know. Hello. It, which is that's nice. why I'm up there. I'm doing a, um, a PR campaign up there, to be fair. <laughs> Thank not. you. Everything's a tax deduction, Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Glad we but, got that but on you've the door so your husband doesn't live here. No. How are we doing this, please? Uh, well, yeah, he's studying medicine, so he's actually got some brains. Some smart stuff. Yeah. yeah, so he's stuck over in uh, Perth. Yep. Not a bad place to be stuck, though, am I No, fair? he's a Perth boy, so he doesn't really want to leave. And I get it. Um, and did you meet him through Hockey Roos days? Yeah, so I lived yeah. over there for 10 years and, yeah. it's. Uh, How often do you get to see him? Uh, no, not often. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually fine. You can't fight, right? Yes, you can't fight. You just if you don't want to speak to them, put your phone in flight mode. <laughs> <laughs> the you secrets know? of marriage. How to make it work. Good to know. I'm doing long distance at the moment, so I might take a few of these notes. Yeah, it's get not, my pad and pen. It's not that hard. <laughs> just phone exactly. on flight mode. Sorry, babe. Sorry about that. I was just sorry. Was in the Bondi to Bronte. There was no reception there. All right. Well, you're feeling. I'm in going to bed. It's six a.m. Six p.m. Oh, sorry. I'm so, so tired. tired. <laughs> 
It's the time difference. <laughs> You're filling in for Swanee, so we've got some he- are you nearly Swanee questions, okay? So I'm nervous. <laughs> You're out for dinner with your husband. Yeah. There's a table of four. Where do you sit? Uh, across from each other. That's right. So you, right. you don't get next to each other. Passes. No, you that's, don't, that's, no that's, you sit next is, to each other. There's a few that you'll go to jail. You can't sit next. That's just, no, that's needy. So you're feeling beautifully so Thank far. Thank you. Great. It's weird, isn't it? Really what weird. If you, what if you get someone you've been, like, they're already there? Because that makes me uncomfortable. Do you ask them to move? Because I find it weird too. Like, what if you get there and you're having dinner with a couple and they're already sitting side by side and now you're forced to well, sit Well, then you can, side. but then you sit across from probably the girl and they sit across from the boy and then you have just two separate okay, conversations. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So do you think that if there's four of you, you still can't sit next to your partner? No, you can if you – You can, can that way. that's all right. <laughs> you can, but it's still a bit bizarre. I'm more referring if there's a table. No, I reckon when I I think that actually when you are when there is four of you, you do need to sit side by side because then the conversations across rather than side by side. Yeah, you know what I mean. The listeners at home can't send the hand gestures, but just imagine. Sorry, very descriptive. (laughs) Are you Italian? (laughs) Italian, I don't know. (laughs) Right, uh, complete this sentence. The worst seat on the plane is Uh, middle seat, back row, where you can't recline your seat, and everyone's. You got toilet fumes. Did you do a ding sound check? Do you know what that Fuck, ding was? Fuck, we've really stepped it up. <laughs> do you know, do you know what, what, though? It's a good answer. Ding, ding. Do you know what that ding was? Tell me it was Dane. Someone just bought a stubby holder. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. You rule. Who is that? Let's give him a live shout out. Oh, actually, good point. Hang on, I will. This, <laughs> this is brilliant. This never happens, Georgie. It really never. <laughs> they it just actually knew. never happens at all, let alone on air. Uh, Manoli. Oh, Manoli, you fucking legend. Yeah. Good uh, on you, Manoli. I'll tell you where from. From ACT. Oh, north of the border. border. Hello, up there Uh, in Canberra. Okay, so um, do you do most of your reading A, via books, (laughs) or B, (laughs) via subtitles on Netflix? Uh, (laughs) Twitter, I don't read (laughs) (laughs) You're borderline, don't you? Twitter, we've got a third option. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I'm not putting on subtitles. Subtitles on Netflix. I think that is a game changer, uh, but I don't do it. I don't really watch TV. Okay. I'd sit there for four hours by myself and not have any sound on. I think because I'm. Are you a man? <laughs> <laughs> well, in this day and age, Sorry, does it really matter, I, Ralph? We don't discriminate here. Georgie, if you want to be a man. My heaven is, is no, no lights. Sound. No, yes. No, no heater. No. Yes, and like I mean, a little bit of a dim light in another room to get some Hello. form of ambiance. But <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really have sound. I think because I'm so loud and annoying. Like when I'm out, when I'm home, it's just like no, I don't need anything. I just need to recuperate. Mm. So okay. I don't. I don't watch TV. But um, no, I, I, every year my um my news resolutions every year is drink more water. Stop being such a judgy cow and, <laughs> and read more. And how are we going as we enter February? <laughs> Very bad at all. Well, Very. still room for improvement. Yeah, exactly. I actually, <laughs> I'm not going to name drop because this would be they get them in trouble. But I do know someone that two days ago didn't go to work because she didn't want to hear anything. I can she didn't want to talk people, relate. and she washed her car in the garage so that she didn't have to see people. The other day, I came home. How good's that? I came home. <laughs> I'd been at the gym. I went to the shops. So I was just in. A was like came home, verbally said I was by myself. Verbally said, "Nah, just don't want to participate today." And just close the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> had a nap. How good! It was absolutely very idyllic. busy. Yeah. Do you work from home as well? Uh, work's a very loose term, and what I do uh, is around well, here too. <laughs> you, you, you join the club. <laughs> 
<laughs> where, where would we describe what we're doing? Work-wise? Yeah, well, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not. Oh, you describe your job. What's your do- job title? What do you think? Well, I run a horse racing people buy there my horse go. racing stuff. Racetrackrelfie.com.au. There you go. Great. Um, and, and, I'll and, get it. And we do this. And we do this. There you go. It's yeah, a good, good that, job. Just it. chatting. That's it. That's yeah, all we do. Don't mind it. We're good yeah. at it. Yeah, okay. that's about all I do as well. So Talk underwater. You were a sports pet? Are we saying that? Yeah, I work a sports pet. Yeah. Great what place you, to what work. What do you do there? Uh, oh, well, not much. Sometimes, like so <laughs> the other day, <laughs> I, the, the other day I went in at uh, 11.30. There was no one there. So I was like, mm, I went and had an hour and a half lunch break and then left at four. So <laughs> you just tap away on your computer, look like you're doing something, Perfect. maybe film something and then leave. All right, back to, back to the day. Sorry, the, sorry. No, no, that's right. Tangents. Um, yeah, we love tangents. So, uh, happy new year. You can say happy new year. No, how not how now. far into the new year? Now, I'm probably with Dane on this. I reckon you don't. You only have a couple of couple of weeks. Dane reckons a week. Yeah. I think that maybe I'm Monday gonna another. Week. I reckon two weeks, um, depending on how often you see these people. What's the most unusual food or drink you've had at a rehab session? <laughs> at a rehab session. Yes, at a rehab session. Uh. What what do we mean by or recovery? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but a proper one when you when you're during your sporting days. <laughs> I'm really confused. With the question. What do you mean? Well, Dane was on the exercise bike drinking Gatorade and vodka one day, just to, so because he, <laughs> he had a party going at his place <laughs> that he didn't want to taper off from. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. My sister in law is a paramedic, so she just like now puts drips into people. Right. <laughs> she her her boyfriend got so booze it was like, nah, you're sitting down. Shoves a drip into him. <laughs> That's what, I do, and, and that's a business model. If you're in your twenties, you would have, you would maybe thirties, you'd abuse that system. Absolutely, that would be I awesome. Would. Absolutely. Describe a housework fail, please. A housework fail. A housework fail. Yes. I don't know what that means. Are you good at housework, or do you have? A oh, that's or? what you mean. Yes. Oh, because yes. um, Dane works from home, so he has to keep it keep it up to scratch. Oh no, I'm really bad at that, and I can't wait to have a cleaner, and I'll have an ironing lady, and I'll have a gardener. I'm going to have everything. There's a reason why I pushed Jacob into medicine. (laughs) (laughs) I have no problem being a cat. See, people think he's the smart one in the relationship. When actually, in fact, it's you. You support him now just for a little bit. And then, you know, in 10 years' time, it's an investment paying off. Absolutely. What what reality TV show would you be good at doing? Big Brother, hands down. Would you be good at it? Oh, well, no, this is the thing. I was very close to applying for it because I thought, yeah, I'd be elite on it. But at the same time, I really think I'd either come out of Australia loving me and thinking, oh, what a lad, or that chick's a fuckwit. So I just – I I was too I was too nervous to go on that. I would say something that would like affect – not that I'm scared of offending people, but getting like, you know, you don't your, give that impression. Ur- <laughs> your urban dictionary gate. I, I'm scared that something like that would happen to me. So yeah, and, and I'd actually come out going being like, yeah, I'm going to be a fucking hero and then come out being like, everyone hates you. So yeah. I, I didn't apply for it. I would also be very good at The Amazing Race. Mm, very right. very good in. I'm very bad at like, like passport control and airports, but I'm very good at just winning things. So <laughs> pick that up, please, Sam. Oh, Jesus Christ! This this episode, I'm gonna get. Well, what was the strike rate? The three games going. at the pies. Oh, not that good, but I mean, just in life in <laughs> oh, general. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm very competitive. Um, so we're back to the housework fail, but yeah, 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 you. Uh, At home, I'm, who does it? I mean, I do it because I have to. 
do you live by yourself? Well, no, I live with Abby Holmes. Holmes, oh. which I think she says her name wrong. I used to call her Abby, Abby Holmes. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Where's Sam Newman? He's, he's big on that. He tells people how to pronounce their own name. <laughs> Tell her all the time. Um, but she's never there because right. she's off like being on Survivor and stuff. Uh, that's she's not gone back. She's gone back. She for went back for a second. Yeah, which I was like kind of stoked with because she went away for eight weeks, came back for four. <laughs> and was like, I might go on another Survivor. I'm like, definitely do it because I wanted the house to myself for eight weeks again. Um, but, she, yeah, no, she I, – I would do more than she would at home, but – just got to do it, you know. Tat, tats. Oh, I got a few, but they're stupid. <laughs> That's not stupid. That is stupid. Well, the, well <laughs> that might be. Oh, I thought you'd go in the Olympic rings one, but no. No, but do you know what? I actually kind of regret that because it's a bit flog, and, <laughs> and I well, get it's it. Well placed. It's like, hello, no, I was in the Olympics. That's the thing. Like I genuinely so like describe look, exactly where it is, please. It's on my wrist, but if you look at, I can't see it. And so when I was getting it, I was yeah. like going, well, I've got them here and here and on my ankles. And I was like, okay, well, if I get it there on like the front of my wrist, I was like, I'll see it all the time. So I was like, I'll put it there. It's not as obvious. <laughs> but whenever you have a drink, you see it everywhere. And so whenever I'm yeah. out and basically that is just – it, it's basically I should just have a sign on my head that said, please talk to me. I want to tell you about my experience. Yep. So I kind of hate it and I, I am considering getting it removed. But <laughs> – you know, I get it. Yeah. Have you got some mail about uh, what that process is, getting it removed? Pain-wise, Painful, and man. Well, yeah, but it's not that big. Oh, I've got two on my fingers that I started getting removed, and then I stopped getting removed rather, uh, rather hurt? abruptly because it's w- way worse than tattoos. Oh, really? Way mm. worse. Uh, and the uh, the the other main overview, as far as uh, are you, Dane? Um, give us your latest example of why the world is fucked. Why the world is fucked. Well, well, I was actually reading. I'm just going to get it out my bag. Yeah, there we Can't go. Can't wait. Yeah, this is a good research. It's actually here. really important. And I um, – oh, she got the video camera out. Uh, <laughs> so I was reading Twitter, as we all do. It's a great place to um, get outraged. And this is – honestly, I'm done with the world. So Peter is in the Animal Protection Agency has come and said, Peter wants you to stop using the word pet because it's derogatory – and then it says, is pet derogatory to animals? Peter have compared calling animal pets to the treatment of women before feminism. And I'm done. I'm done with the world. I'm done with feminists. And I'm, I'm just, I'm tapping out. You cancelled 2020 regret. already. I've cancelled it. It's February. It's only Feb. And it's, only the beginning of Feb. That's fucked, honestly. Are we serious? Why do we just need to get outraged over Have everything? they asked the animals if they're feeling offended? Oh, my God. It's like the whole you have to ask a baby if they want their nappy to be changed and seriously, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just tell my nephew, you stink, I'm going to change you. Like, you know, like. Yeah. We, yeah. Anyway, so that that's, the world's fucked, man. So we, the we, world we, is fucked and that's a very good example. We need to send a shout out to our, to our good friend in Dane who's doing it tough. So on Instagram, uh, just what the doctor ordered after the Super Bowl and fuck, did I need a doctor to nurse me through what I've been through and there's <laughs> photos of his legs. At, uh, at a <laughs> he loves a hot dog's a leg pic, doesn't he? At uh, Playa de Carmen. A uh, good place in the what world, Mexico. Right. Mexico, being there, great yep. place. Pick mm. that up, please, Sam. Sorry, I'm very well travelled. <laughs> I'm so cultured. <laughs> So give us some culture talk. I'm you know, so cultured. Because living in Perth for 10 years doesn't scream culture. No, but I've lived in Belgium. Yep. So I've lived there. I've lived in London. Yep. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, yeah, that's mm, lived in the country in South Australia. That that really got me some culture. Wow. Uh, now I've done a lot of travel. Been very lucky. Hockey gives you that opportunity. So. Yeah. And, and and how do you describe because it's it's AFLW season sort of starting now and that's that's sort of the mild uh, excuse to get you in, but <laughs> but how do you describe Olympic professionalism with AFLW professionalism? Uh, it's miles apart. In which ways? Um, well, I guess it's part time as opposed to full time. Um, uh, even just like age and you're all on a common goal as opposed to a team where you can just go, I'm just going to change teams next year. You know, people don't sort shits out. They just change teams and things like that. There's, um, we're training six days a week, two, three times a day as opposed to them training three times a week. It's like not really comparable. Like example, in Hockey Roos, I would, would have been bottom third of all of our running. Like still fit, but bottom third because we're just so elite, right? Should I ask you what you're I good at? I was very, very. I was a ten meter specialist, right. <laughs> so I was I was one of the fastest. So, yeah. um, but bottom third of the of the running. Whereas I come to Collingwood and I'm second in the two k time trial, and I said to my um my exercise fears from hockey, I said, oh yeah, I'd got second in the two k time trial, and she said, oh was everyone else walking? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's just it. It's just because there's, I mean, there's more of them and people have been playing for less amount of time. When yep. I was eight, I started hockey and my goal when I was eight or ten, I'm going to go to the Olympics and you work for it for 20 years mm. as opposed to picking up something a year ago or three years ago. So it'll get there, it'll, it'll pick it up, but um, it's miles apart in terms of professionalism now, um, even the way that the girls go about their things and I think – where they see themselves as to where they actually are is is mind blowing to be honest. And sometimes the the things they say and do, it's just like, are you fucking serious? Like, pull your head in. It's actually quite frustrating. And <laughs> I butted heads with a few of the people, a few of the girls, because of that, because they just need to like come back down to actually put into perspective of what's happened in the you last four years. You don't give the impression years. that you'd actually just come out of your shell. And oh, you don't things. reckon? No, nah, no. I'm, yeah, I just <laughs> go with the flow. <laughs> no, so um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll get there. It's just yep. we've got to just do it at the right rate and get everyone that all stakeholders just need to be on the same page. I don't think anyone is. I think the girls see themselves in one place, the AFL see them in another, the fans see them somewhere else, and it, that's. And I think that's where a lot of the angst comes towards the AFLW. How do you see it, Sam? It's a really interesting one. I, I've, As you mentioned, it'll get there. It's the beginning of it, and you yourself are a prime example of you not come from a football background, you came from a hockey background. So I'd, I'm gathering you didn't grow up aspiring to be an AFLW player and they kind of plucked you, am I right, and you'd never played a game? And they just yeah, kind of went, oh, I'm, you'll do because you're athletic. Yeah, exact, exactly. And, you, I mean, that is a case of 
what, a Mason Cox? Like how many mm. cases can you actually pull this out of the, the men's side? Not many. No. no only only really big people. Really big people or like – Jimmy Steins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can – you know, I guess the Gaelic guys, Mark but Blitzer. they're playing a, a very similar sort of game. So it can't happen in the men's. And I think until – my problem is I hate that people are playing two sports at once. Pick yeah. it. You know, yeah. I had to pick my sports. I could have gone and played other sports when I was a kid, but I picked hockey because I wanted to – Excel in one. I just that I think is slowing date, slowing down the rate of professionalism in mm. all female sports. Like if you're missing games of football to go and play a netball game, or missing basketball to play footy, you know, like just pick one. Yeah, you might not be getting as much exposure or money or whatever now, but like long term goal, right? For the actual sake of women's sports, mm. I get really frustrated by it because I think um, they want two pieces of of different pies. They want to be treated like professionals and in one side, but then be like, no, we're part-time in others. And like, do you think that's where some of the, um, I don't know if attitude is the right word, but because they're the best, you've got the best basketballers and the best hockey players and the best netballers all playing football, they come from where they are, the best of their sport, and that's where the egos kind of come into play a little bit? Yeah, probably. But then the media and especially the very left side of media like put them up on this pedestal of, oh, look at this person. They're playing this cricket and they're playing footy at the same time. How amazing is that? And I look at it and go, well, that actually pisses me off. I mean, we had Ash Brazel in my Collingwood team and she's an absolutely elite athlete. She could go and play any sport she wanted to play. She's got this huge vertical leap. She's so fast and dynamic. But she's missing our main training sessions to go to a play train for netball. And that just pisses me off because how dare you miss our main session, you know? Like yeah. if you want to commit to something, commit to something. And I just think of it – and this is where I mean where they're miles apart from hockey. There is no – I had to miss how many weddings, how many – I had to miss fucking funerals playing hockey and training because I, I couldn't miss and actually do that to my teammates to miss things when I was playing hockey because I wanted to – for all of us to be the best we could be. And you can't go and do that. Like, it just makes me really angry because they're, they're just wanting too much of things as opposed to just actually going for it and investing for 10 years' time for not necessarily you but for the next generation coming through. So, devil's advocate, it, it female professionalism in sport, full stop, and I mean full-time but getting paid. It's not like the hockey roos that... But we don't get paid much. We no, do no, it for correct. peanuts, Absolutely. you know? No, where I'm going with this is because I'm 100 years old. But I remember as a kid in the seventies, <laughs> great in the seventies and eighties, uh, Maxie Walker played uh, for Melbourne and then later became a Test cricketer. Craig Opposite Brad- seasons, though. Craig Bradley, I think, did opposite seasons. Right, so that's your main main problem. Yeah, there, this is in, yeah. The in the same season. Okay. Like, I think if you're going to do it in, <clears throat> pardon me, in the off season, okay, cool. Like, if you get injured, that's on you. But in season, you commit. Right. That's yeah. opposite seasons. I completely understand that. But, um, but that's how. Footy was made. It was made mm. for cricket off season, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, sure, true. So, yeah. I and I guess, guess if and can you imagine one of the footy boys? And that's I what I mean. Like, if you want equal rights here, <laughs> fucking hell, if they the can men have to turn up to every training session. So do you? Exactly, and you know they get in trouble for going surfing, or you know, go Ollie Wine's got in trouble for going wakeboarding, which he'd done his entire life. Yeah. You know, it's just. I don't know. I get oh, really mate, fill in. Oh, fill in. That is – and I get it if you're injured. I do get it if you're injured. That is one of the greatest stories of 2019, Ever. And I still way. call people fill in. When someone says fill in, oh, fill in. Great <laughs> gag. Thanks, mate. Because given you're a colleague, I'm getting flashbacks. I worked with Ed for 10 years. Right? Yes. And I'll get that because you know what? You pluck that every – you know that he's worked <laughs> that with Ed for 10 years? Wait, who's no, no, no. Ed? Which, no. which, who's Ed? <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, did you record every episode? Oh. Yeah, he did. I don't oh. know if you know. For 10 years. Wait, yeah, well, I was a did cleaner. you? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> where I'm going was, I'm just picturing my head getting rammed into a concrete <laughs> ballard when the footy show's on and saying, look, I've got something else to do, Ed. So, yeah, you commit. 100%. So I reckon a colleague with that would be his... Even if you're just doing a normal job, if you're balancing two jobs, you can't go, I'm just not going to do your shift today, I'm going to do another. Like, I just get really frustrated by it because I just feel like the commitment is only 80 90% with some of the players. And I think, I mean, Mon Conti, she's a jet from playing at Richmond, she's just given up basketball to to fully commit to footy. And and you need more people to do that. Sorry, play last week. Yeah, and she's a she's a jet. Basketball. Well, she's done with basketball now. But you know, you need people to commit, and if that means that you don't get to live out your childhood dream of playing netball or childhood dream of playing footy, then so be it. All the boys have to do that from when they're eighteen. Mm, yep. You know, just look at so many of them could have gone and played, been first class cricketers, or you know, basketballs or whatever. So the the other devil's advocate question yes. though is is if you uh, you commit and you become Dane Swan. You can then have a pretty good life the rest of the exactly, <laughs> afterwards, exactly. Because as you create the AFLW is not yet at that stage where if you if you're a a great for ten years AFLW, you, you're still not at the stage where you probably can buy. No, you're not. But I mean, as much. women females don't do it as much at the moment in yep. sport because it's never been a thing. If we wanted to be doing that, we'd be playing golf or tennis. I remember. Ba- we? I remember back in the day too. Dear friends of mine, Louise Dobson and Steve Phoebe were going out together at the time in the yes. mid 90s, right? And uh, and and Lou had just come back from America. I'll say why in a minute. And and Steve was overseas at the time. And Lou was working, as, I think she was about 23 at the time. She worked at the Travel Lodge and reception uh, doing night shift while Steve was in the third week of the footy trip. Melbourne had come 16th and Lou had won a gold medal. Yeah, so, it's completely so at the time, different. <laughs> It's a little bit different. My stepbrother played footy and used to earn more in three weeks than I'd earn in a year, right. which made me sick. But so your stepbrother's Nathan Bock. Yep. But the what's good about it though is that I stopped playing hockey at twenty seven because I didn't love it anymore. I was over it. I was sick of the training, but I didn't have that financial pressure to go. Oh, I'm going to earn. I'm never going to earn this money again. How many footy players are playing footy into their thirties? And they hate it, hate every single moment of it. They're coming out with mental health issues because they're doing something they hate in a pretty stressful, fucked environment where you're continually getting critiqued by yourself, by your teammates, by all your coaches. But they're doing it because, oh, I'm not going to earn 150 grand, 200 grand doing anything else. Yeah, well, the if rest. you're top end of it, yeah, yeah, you know. And but it's the same dynamic. Exactly. Whereas I go, uh, I could earn more playing, doing something else. I'm going to quit at yes. 27. And that's a that's something that's kind of – on our side, you know, I don't – I quit when I want to quit. Yeah. You know, and that, that's kind of nice as well, isn't it? I no, think, 100%. anyway. And I've heard James Brayshaw speak about this a lot that you – know, and he's got obviously the two sides of the cricket and footy background that, you know, players go, oh, I'll play one more year and they're on yeah. uh, big money. Talk yeah. about the really good players. And then they complain when they get dropped, oh, I shouldn't be treated like this. Well, hang on, it was your choice to go an extra year exactly. and for the big coins. And they, so, they often hate it. I remember talking to one of the Crows boys – um, 2017 when they broke my heart <laughs> in the grand final. And, you know, he'd been playing for 15 years, yep. didn't get a game that year essentially, but got one game that year and he's like, oh, I've hated it, it's been such a drag. And that's how he's ending his career. Yeah. Playing in the twos only because he's not going to get money at doing that anywhere else and that sucks. That what, sucks. your entire career, I reckon. It, it, well, yeah. it, and it, what what I've noticed, and through the Melbourne coterie that I've been involved with a long time, what it takes, I reckon, it takes players three to five years 
to get it out of their system and then they love their old club again. Yeah. The, the ones who finish their career like this, I'm not talking about the yeah. Swannies, but the, mm. the ones who have sort of the middle middle tier yeah. and they have nice careers and yeah. ones that even Nate's just like, nah, don't watch really watch footy yes. and it's a shit club and all those kind of things. It's yeah. like that. It's a sport you love. It's why you played it and you lose that love, I think, being a professional athlete a lot of the time. Mm. Um and then when you've got money attached to it as well, it's another sort of dim- dimension. So what's the Collingwood what's it like being a Collingwood AFLW player? From inside the club, because the, the supporters listening to this will want to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we'll probably bot- we'll bottom of the rung at the club. Yeah, um, understandably, um, it, it's a funny environment. I think girls. I think girls' footy is a funny environment. Why? I really struggled with a lot of the girls. I think. Um, there's like the OG footy gals who are like all just angry. Why weren't we allowed to do this 10 years ago? You know what I mean? Yes. They're, and they're angry um, and butted heads a lot with them. Like, for example, I got a, a car sponsorship and, and I come came training and with my new car and it was really exciting. They're like, how did you get that? And it's like, oh, well. Did you, did you shove the Olympic I, rings I, I you just have a drink, have a drink out of your power red bottle like with that in your left arm. <laughs> and, but it's because, here's a tip. It's because they think they, they deserved more and they should be going from here to here to stardom. Yes, so much entitlement going through there. So um, it's quite an interesting kind of vibe. And then you've got the young girls who just want to learn and be better. And, and, you know, they're coming through having played from Auskick, which is really cool. Yeah, and so, cool. yeah, um, and they're the lucky ones. And, um, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a club. And, you know, they, it's funny, though. They talk about, oh, this is the best um, – facility in the country i'm like well well, everyone's got this shit now like you have a really massive altitude room and that's about it that you got over everyone else everyone (laughs) has this shit so (laughs) which is where swanny used to train he took of course he did he didn't like the the wet he didn't like the cold out there uh yeah so so because you touched on the lefty media coverage let let me give you a racing analogy and you tell me if there's anything in aflw okay so in the last year or so, particularly once the 7.30 report got into horse racing and the whole thing's uh. apparently after 150 years and all these people who love racing who are a part of it, the same people doing the hashtag nup to the cup and, and, you know, we need these same group of people. They're opinions often too. Yes, but four or five years earlier, what about the way Michelle Payne burst through the glass ceiling? That's the best thing I've seen in Australian sport. And then they dragged the fucking film. No, no, <laughs> because of the seven thirty report. Exactly. Oh no, no, sure. Exactly. Sorry. What I'm saying, the same people bagging racing now four years earlier were saying how good it was that Michelle Payne. Oh, I thought, well, hang on, pick a side. Yeah, actually, was it good? And it was what Michelle did. It was unbelievable mm. what she did. But you can't then say, but they should ban horse racing. But Michelle Payne's great, and we're going to on their show. Well, hang on. Do you, yeah. do you admire what she did because you admire her sport and what she goes through, or do you just want to join council culture and? I think there's a bit of uh, coverage in AFLW. I get the impression of people saying how worthy it all is Mm. by the same people who probably don't go to a game nor watch any. Yeah, you're probably right. And I think my thing is, I mean, I I don't – I mean, I will – I do watch it, but – I think the, the thing is for me, it's just the opportunity for people to play it. Like that—that's all I want people. I don't care if people watch it. I just want people to actually respect that it's on and just flick the channel if they don't want to watch it. So what did you tweet out during the week about this topic? Oh, I just tweeted that, like, people are, get confused with criticism and just being absolute dickheads online, right? Yeah. Um, you can cop um, the skills aren't good or whatever, but 
the the argument of it shouldn't be on TV. Um, they're getting too much exposure. It's getting rammed down our throat. What's it like being a soccer player in Melbourne? The soccer fan in Melbourne and AFL is getting rammed down your throat. You don't necessarily just hate it because it's getting rammed down your throat. You just like ignore it and read what you want to read. So I get frustrated just by um, the people don't even give it a go. And I mean, I get that the standard's not going to be as good, but it never will be as good. And that's being a female as opposed to being a male. And anyone who says otherwise actually don't understand how genetics and everything <laughs> works, yes. right? So when we played hockey, I mean, we've been a gender neutral sport, I guess, for years. The, we're not comparable to the kookaburras yeah. on the men's team. We're nowhere near as good as them. And you use that word good, but not skill-wise or anything like that, but we're not as fast or as strong as them. So when we play... Are you still allowed to say that? I'm saying that because it's the truth. When we played, <laughs> it doesn't matter. When we played a few, whatever, if we played a, like warm-up games, we yep. often played warm-up games, we played an under-18 state state boys' side. Yep. And would often lose, really? right? As the hockey roos. As the hockey roos. And not wow. because, not, and same, the Matildas would do the same, and not because yeah. they were better than us, but if I mistrapped a ball and the ball went behind me, I could never catch that kid who's picked it up. Yep. You know what I mean? He's going to got 10 metres on me within five minutes and three seconds. So that's the difference. It's not because they're better skill-wise or anything. It's just genetics means that I can't keep up with them physically. Um, but, you know, it's saying that you don't compare featherweights to heavyweights in boxing. You know, oh. and that's and that's the reality of it. And people don't actually, and especially the people have got in their mind of just how you know bad AFLW is. Of they've got in their mind that it's going to have to be the high flying game of the men's, and it never will be that. You're never going to have a Jeremy Howe. You know, you're never going to yeah. have a Mason Cox at seven foot tall. You're not going to have that. But you can respect the sport for the competitive nature it is why we watch sport. We watch it because you don't know who's going to win and it's a different outcome every single game. It's not like a movie where it's predictable. You just don't know what's going to happen and mm-hmm. that's why you watch sport, whether it's female or male. Well, Apparently, the, no, you're not allowed to say female anymore. Have you heard this one? No, <laughs> I'll say that because it, anyway, go. You have to just call it women's sport. The criticism oh, of the AFLW. You've got to call it women's. It reminds me a bit of the Ricky Gervais guitar lessons. You've seen that one? Yes, yeah. 100%. Just fucking switch the channel. There are so many so shit ads out there. There are so many shit ads. Just fucking swipe yeah, through. That's what the world is like. People take everything personally. I think the world revolves around them, right? Particularly on Twitter, right? I don't know. I'm not tweeting anyone. I'm just tweeting. I don't know who's following me. I've got 12 million followers. I don't know who's following me. They can be following me without me knowing, right? Choose to read my tweet and then take that personally. That's like going into a town square, seeing a big notice board, and there's a notice, guitar lessons, and you go, but I don't fucking want guitar lessons. And that's the criticism of AFLW, isn't just, it? Just, there are that many free-to-air channels out there. There was one the other day I got a highlighted. There's one called Nine Go. I didn't know that was a channel. And uh, just go and put on Happy Gilmore on Nine Go. You know, like you don't have to watch it. I don't care if you watch it. So I think the media's got a big part to play in it, though. Like you talk about hockey being gender neutral for like as long as I can remember, men played and women played. Yeah, and I. 
talking about the sevens earlier and I probably misspoke because I said our girls are way better than our boys. Our girls aren't way better than our boys, but they're a lot more successful than our men's team. So in the women's yes. competition, our, our girls we fucking love kill winners. it. Yeah, absolutely. We're, they're winners all the time. The boys comparatively aren't as, aren't as successful yes, because correct. the teams that they play against are better than them on the field. That doesn't mean that our women's team is better than our men's team. Yeah. Yeah. But that's been there's been a women's team and a men's team for so long and our females are fucking awesome and the media gets right behind them and supports them. But I feel like people in the media have had like sat back with their arms folded and go, mm, let's see how this goes from yeah. the introduction of AFLW. And it's almost like they're wanting it to fail. So every time something slight goes wrong, they jump on it and bring them down. So why can't they just embrace it like they do the women's sevens or the Matildas. Yeah, and like, I, I, get, I think it's either too left and too in your face, like the, the, the haters. Sisters are doing it for yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they kind of – they don't write negative pieces on them yet, which they need to. I was about to say, they isn't the middle to, ground yeah, criticism? Exactly. And, and it's hard because you can't – the girls can't hide behind the fact that they're part time forever, yep. but also at the same time, they're only we're only allowed to train ten hours a week or twelve hours a week or something. That's not much. Um, so, and then the, the AFL needs to bite the bullet and either allow them to do extra, or the girls need to go and do extra without getting paid, which oh, doing overtime like every other fucking job in the world. But you uh, probably described uh, VFL footy from the eighties exa- and beforehand. E- exactly. Um, and, you know, a lot of girls are, I'm not going in, I'm not getting paid for that. You know, it's like fucking, who cares? If you want to get better, exactly. If you <laughs> want to get better, do it. But I think either people are too left or, or too yeah. right on it as opposed to just being middle ground and actually seeing it for what it is of a developing competition. Uh, girls that, you know, some, some are so nowhere near up to scratch. Um, and that's, you know, people like me who came across and never played before having to play a game against an Erin Phillips who, you know, won her comps best and fairest in the boys team when she was 14 you know so Which I'm pretty sure Lily Mithin did too on the way through yeah, and one of my teammates as well won her under 12s um Katie Lynch so yep. yeah um it's I think just see it for what it is and be realist about it um and I, I don't think I'm very PC I think I'm pretty um open to to you know jokes and having a laugh and whatever but I, I do get frustrated when people um hate on it with actually not seeing it for what it is, um, but also actively going out of their way to hate as opposed to just getting on with it, you know? A couple of quick ones before we get to some social messages. Uh, so that we, we've seen, uh, what have we seen, the main things in, in society the, since we last did the show, Sam? So the, what, number one would be Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. unfortunately. Oh, horrific. Which I actually um, think that one thing that we've seen come from that, which I think has actually been quite beautiful, is the hashtag girl dad. Girl dad. Because speaking about women's sport, his daughter was obviously quite um, incredibly talented at what she did and there was there's that famous interview where she butts in and goes, oi, I'm here to fulfil his legacy. And then that um, newsreader that, that brought up the hashtag girl dad and then you see people like JJ from the Bulldogs like hashtagging girl dad and kind of everyone getting like sporting heroes in our country getting behind it and I think that was Fucking beautiful. beautiful. I'm one of five girls, so that one really hit me. Of Because when I was growing up, I was a little eight-year-old and I'm like, Mum, don't tell them I'm a girl. I had my hair cut like a boy and because I wanted to do all the fun boy stuff. I wanted to play footy and cricket and, and be a boy, not because I wanted to be a boy, but because they got to do the fun things. So um, the times are changing, but, you know, that whole thing of being a girl dad because, you know, mm. like – 
a lot of guys do it. Like you look at Brendan Favola, who's got four girls, and you know people would have said to him, "Oh, you'd want a boy for to play footy, right?" And he yeah. loves his fucking girls. He ob- obsessed them. with them. But exactly. the only the only time, and I'm, so my kids are fourteen and twelve. My Son's the older one. Um, but the only time anyone ever says that is pre having your own kids. Yeah. <laughs> because once you have kids, you go, oh, oh. And it's, a, it's a kid. Two it's a, yeah. Two arms, two legs, and a heartbeat, and you're yeah, happy. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so, uh, as, as you said, though, it's such a simplistic thing that was said, girl dad. Isn't it amazing how, how, what a how something movement. so simple can actually be so wonderful? Yeah. A mm. uh, couple of things uh, from, from that, though, little recommendation Sports Wars, Kobe v. Shaq. Mm. Uh, they made it last year, so you get to li- I listened to this last week. It's an eight-part series if you want to mm. hear the background because I didn't know how the real competitive tension between those two all through their career. Mm. They they didn't get on for a lot lot of their career, but the lovely part about this series A is that it's obviously because it was made pro of the tragedy. You yeah, can, you can immerse yourself in it, knowing that they're not writing it because of the tragedy. Mm. Yeah, um, but also that they did make up in the end and they got to find their peace. And I think as an outsiders. Uh, I often love hearing the dynamics of players who play so well together but are different people. Not yeah. necessarily they don't get on, but like I, we always have a laugh about how uh, Scott Pendlebury and Dane are such different yeah, people. Yeah, and it, it's often the um, the competitive nature of being compared and especially if you're in similar positions. Yep. It's like if you're twins and you try to get them on opposite ends of the field because yep. you don't want them to having to be compared. Um, but as well when they're different people, like Dane, of course, loose unit, which you can understand why he would piss people off because <laughs> you're like, can you just <laughs> fucking pull you? You can understand it because he's so good. And if you're a battler, if you're yeah. someone that's struggling to get a game and <laughs> you're doing everything right, yeah, and, and then not got vodka in your Gatorade. <laughs> and then you fucking see that. You're like, are you fucking serious? You just want to brown low off that like you can understand how that would piss you off and prior to that saw uh, in, in when i started in the media with dermot and jason yeah but they were both superstars but yep. such different people yeah and and they don't really get on but they like just you'd, and do you know what? it's jealousy you'd rather be fun and be a jet than be a noob <laughs> wouldn't you but i think they're just two alpha males and that's probably it <laughs> i just want to i fucking because it was one really ordinary angle of the kobe bryant coverage oh, oh, yeah. but if i can i'll, I'll do it in a nice <laughs> way. Shudder. shuddering i'll do it in a nice way i recommend charles pierce esquire it's a terrible irony that kobe bryant should fall from the sky uh, in the end, we all what? have judged whether one of the world's great athletes corrected his mistakes immediately and beautifully. It is one of the best things you'll ever read, and it's an it's a proper obit as okay. opposed to rubbish clickbait. So I'll recommend that one too. Hey, how, how much of the clickbait do you actually click though, and then retweet to all your friends and family? <laughs> He's a because no, no, he's an avid is, tweeter. It's Ralph. funny. He's just like, how dare these people write this clickbait? But I'm going to share it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't share the link. I don't share the link. And, I just screenshot it. Uh, and, and well, I, I, I'm of the belief, <laughs> there's a guy called Nassim Taleb, I'm of, of, of the belief yeah. the best way to get even with your enemies is to... Highlight like, how stupid they are. Is to warn other people about them. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, because we got that. Oh, that's true. Uh, did yeah. you? Yeah, I didn't yeah. hear about it. But it wasn't big news, don't Hey, me. you were the soldier who read Urban Dictionary in tribute to us on your sports I did, podcast. I so did, I did. So that strength with you forever in, with your tattooed... Wrist. That's it. I said yeah. that you guys were treated pretty unfairly. <laughs> yeah. Imagine uh, not being able to have a joke about something that someone else wrote online. I know. Oh, it's it's shot. outrageous. From, it's wa- out. from our Insta, from Wake Up With Jake, Sam goes on about growing up in country WA but never says the town. What's the na- name of the town? I have said it before, but see, <laughs> you're, I said to you before, you're from WA, you won't know where I'm from. People from WA don't even know where I'm Wait, from. What's it called again? I'm from a town called Mushe. <laughs> it's not a real town. Where's the nearest racetrack? M-U-C-H-E-A. Barbagello, uh, but not horse racing, is Gloucester Park. That's a uh, trot track. 
Yeah, that's the closest thing. Right. Although we have, like we had horses out there, polo cross grounds. Muche is like, how many Bullish. people live there? Sammy. Last census, I think there's about four hundred and. Oh my god, that is proper rural. <laughs> it's, uh, I lived it's in a small <laughs> town. Give me, give me four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. No, I lived in a little town, but it was four and a half thousand. Last right census now. was four ninety three, but That's the last census fucked. was in two thousand six. From Pegalish, Ralphie, can you speak up on the mic, mate? Every time you speak up, I have to turn it off. <laughs> he gets his feedback every week. All I think time. you did all right today, Ralph. Thank you. I was sure three, I'll be told not. Three and a half stars. From Jay, when is Dusty coming on the podcast? It's a great question. Ask. You can ask Dane. Hashtag I, don't ask Dane. Th- I don't think Daz will come on. He's to be not fair. a big talker, is he? I think so. Uh, but maybe I think Dane. He, he is in the right setting, but I don't think he would come on. From Hilly uh, to Samantha, why isn't Rodney doing courtside for finals for the Kings? What does that mean? Well, finals, the finals has literally dropped, dates have literally dropped into my inbox saying confidential while we were on air. So I don't know how you know that that's not happening, but um, so I can't I comment know. on that. Don't comment then. From Anthony, uh, how closely related is Ralph to Wee Man from Jackass? <laughs> 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 I, I actually Googled him. I, I've got 48 centimetres and three years on him. <laughs> and all of those count. <laughs> from Gaff, what's the best story said ex-Pies player has about Swanee? Well, you're the ex-Pies player, <laughs> Georgie. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> I don't share. I don't share the, yeah, the bad exactly ones. Yeah, exactly right. Um, ask the ex-Colleague player to come back to the podcast full time. Well, it's not that one. Hello, Sam. Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's just Sam saying hello. Uh, best, best sled spray that Swanee would never tell on the pod from season one. Well, we can't do that because Swanee's not here. So and he wouldn't tell it on the pod. So. Ge- Georgie, thanks so much for people who want to annoy you on Twitter. Just the hashtag Georgie Parker. Yeah. Or oh, hashtag. At, at, at <laughs> do you know Georgie how Twitter Parker. works? Yeah, well, I, I mean, do. I do. I knew you were one of ours. And, and just to finish with, I knew you were we'll one finish of ours. with. Stroke. <laughs> Let's say finish again. Believe in you. Finish. Proud of you. Well done. Congrats. When I first got in touch with you. Yes. To see if you'd do it. Yes. Yes, I can't do it at the moment. I'm on the other side of the country. And here's a photo. Three words, beer drinking chick. <laughs> yeah. You're a beer drinking chick. I, when I was a little kid, there was an ad. I don't know if it was a VB ad or a cotton draft ad, and it was called, I want to be a beer man. And I used to run around going, oh, I want to be a beer man, because I used to <laughs> sip my dad's beer. Um, you know, they have a little baby sip. <laughs> that ad wouldn't fly today. Could you imagine the PC, Felice? Oh, I want to be a beer like, man. It's like the man-sized frozen meal. <laughs> like, oh, how dare women are allowed to eat that much? <laughs> like, fuck. Just eat it and shut up. <laughs> Get two, like fuck, yeah. Have no. you got a disgusting joke to finish with? Because Swanee normally finishes that disgusting right? joke. Yeah. Uh, what's joke. joke, yeah, joke. What's better than beating, eating a mandarin? What eating a mandarin out? <laughs> yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.